where we explore the good and the bad of storytelling from films video games and books to songs poetry music and television we will talk about all mediums through which the stories are told and how they've impacted the world we live in today i'm Stuart, and as ever i'm joined by steve hello good sirs finish my drink and alex so come pull up a seat get yourself a nice drink and join us yeah. well guys we uh we broke a new guinness world covid record the other day haven't we so yeah, that's good. We have, we have indeed. We are. Well, it's not good, but... What was that then? What was that then? What did we do? Uh, we hit sixty thousand cases a day. We did. Hmm. What we did? This this podcast did. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell! Wow. Go us. They've been searching for a cure for months and months and months, and what they never realised was it was us all along. You know, no, it's true. They were searching for a cure for months and months and months, and not what they didn't realise was it staying fucking indoors. You cunts. Oh. I yes, thought we, do. I thought we were going to get knighted or something. <laughs> well, uh, we will. We will when I say, eventually. you know, when I remind everyone to seriously stay indoors. Don't go outside. But we weren't. Don't, like, actually, like, go outside and stuff and be sensible. But if you're feeling ill, don't fucking go outside. Is that difficult? Well, apparently it is difficult. Shame on you feeling... people who went out. Shame on all of you people who went out and had fun because no one else did. Come on, guys, stay inside your house so they can change the batteries in the birds and they can put the chips in the vaccines and they can, you know. And if you're really worried about COVID, I recommend bacon foil. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Make a hat out of it. Yes. I'm drinking drinking Newcastle Brown Ale. We've had this discussion already off camera. Not that we shoot. We don't shoot on camera because it makes the lens very mucky, don't we? Are you drinking it on a bench? See, I, did, I, made the, I made the joke earlier on about feeling like I'm sort of now a Sunderland supporter from the 1980s, cheering on <laughs> Kevin Keegan and Sam Allardyce and people like that. Oh, yeah. I love how you're drinking Newcastle brown ale as the arch nemesis of, New, nemesis, sorry, of Newcastle. Why am I the arch nemesis of Newcastle? Because Newcastle and Sunderland hate each other in the foosball. I was yeah, going to say because you had a job. Yeah. <laughs> what 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 have I I've got nothing to do with Sunderland apart from accidentally going there once. I've I've driven near there once, yes. It's it seems fine. There's a lot of smoke. We went up to Beamish Museum last year. No, we didn't. Fucking hell, it was 2019, year before last. Okay, you better not done well, it last that, that year. Is last year because we know, yeah. Um twenty twenty isn't canon. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Oh, is, oh okay. See, Disney made it, so it doesn't count. Um <laughs> So, yeah, so we went up to, we thought we were staying near Newcastle and it turned out we're actually staying in Sunderland. So completely by accident. We they are very close, aren't they? Is it just a river's hop? It pretty much is, yeah. So there we go. A right good tale says to Sunderland, you're irrelevant, fuck off. But haven't Sunderland got that Netflix show, Sunderland Till I Die? I had an idea for a TV show about a bunch of bikers years ago, like a biker gang set up north. It was called Sunderland Anarchy. <laughs> well, I never bothered writing a script that never got made. Exactly the same uh, as Sons of Anarchy, but it's just everyone's a Geordie. Never heard of it. But I'll tell you what, one thing I've noticed from having friends up north is that unless they're a Geordie, they do not like being called Geordie. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the Middlesbrough friends of mine call uh, themselves very proudly Smoggies. Yeah. It's a Pokemon, isn't it? Yeah, probably. 
Speaking my- of Pokemon, do you want to hear something that I found out today, which is absolutely absurd? Yes. 20 okay. years ago, 20 years ago, it's been revealed by Kevin Backus, who was former director of third-party relations for Microsoft. Oh, yes. Nintendo were apparently approached by Microsoft. Microsoft wanted to buy Nintendo 20 years ago. The ball was on Microsoft. To buy so a 20, Nintendo. 20 yeah. years ago, where company. were Nintendo console-wise? Was that GameCube? Um, very nearly GameCube. I'll have to double-check, but I'm pretty sure the Nintendo 64, because... Um, <coughs> sorry, one of the... That's not COVID. That's just had some drink. Just um, a cough. GameCube. One of the things that they said in the interview I read on Eurogamer was that apparently they were told to kind of tell Nintendo your hardware shit compared to the PlayStation. Like, and so the contemporary of that is the N64. So, but the PlayStation was 32 bit and the 64 was, as the name says, 64 bit. So a bunch of liars, aren't they? Really? Well, I had the prototype PlayStation, which was an add on for your mega drive called the mega CD. Oh yes. I was very fancy. You know, I had, when I was in year, I think, year four at primary school my dad picked me up from school and he had a playstation one in the boot and it only had one game but then i put the disc in and it was 50 games because it was chipped that was the best that was the one where you could chip a machine back in the day you're gonna have to bleep that because sony are gonna be so angry yeah we might get in trouble but bleep, yeah bleep it was that. possible so i've heard i'm not bleeping that sony don't even know who i am not yet you know <laughs> yeah but yeah you could chip a machine and get lots of games <clears throat> Friend of mine had a chipped Super Nintendo. He was giving five. That's how I got alone in the dark. Mm. I got alone in the dark by being asked by a maybe that's why my dad somewhere. bought that for me so we could be alone <laughs> in the dark together. <laughs> uh, GameCube, by the way, was two thousand and one. See, so, I got alone in the dark. Okay, too cheap to pay the electric bill. Yeah. <laughs> alone yeah, in the dark. That, that, that was back in the day. That, that, that was actually scary. I was around back then. That was like- yes, it, it would have been N64 looking at the time. So, I mean, that's crazy. I mean, if you think about Nintendo now, if you think about Pokemon, Mario, Zelda, it's the actually 35th anniversary of Zelda this year. So, Well, hopefully that they did with Mario oh, last year. They, do, do- they, have, they have to, because I'd buy it. What Question. do you think they'll do? Do you think they'll do Wind Waker, Ocarina? And- Wind Waker, Ocarina and Twilight Princess. And if they don't, then... Did you like the- Twilight Princess? I loved all the dog sections on the rooftops. Wolf sections. I like Twilight Princess. I, I think thought it was I had one of the that best on games Wii. And because of a corrupted memory card, I had to start it one weekend. I had to start it again eight times. Question: wow. Was Link gay in Zelda? No. No, I don't think so. Because in the flashbacks, I'm playing on Breath of the Wild. There's a lot of tension between him and Zelda. Actually, canonically, he canonically he's not like. Uh, because I do a lot. I love the. He's not a person. Zelda. He's the hero of time, isn't he? Really. Well, no, no. What I mean is, canonically, him and Zelda haven't been an item like in every game they've been in together. It's only a few games that it's hinted at that they actually are a couple. Most games, they're just two people who are kind of connected in some way. Yeah, I'm not sure about Breath of the Wild yet because I haven't even got round to doing a Divine Beast yet. I just keep jumping off cliffs and abseiling everywhere. Not abseiling, paragliding. One of the best games ever made. Not necessarily. I think it's my game of. My second game ever, apart from Witcher 3. Hmm. Everyone was doing Game of the Year recently, weren't they? 
and everyone was talking about Last of Us 2. You see how badly so, Animal Crossing did in there? Yeah, we know it's the best-selling game of ever, really, nearly. I played Animal Crossing, as I think I told you, quite a lot over last the, year. The first COVID like, outbreak, wasn't it? Because Yeah, because it was actually really helpful to give me some like structure and routine in the day. But then it was my birthday, and I wanted to download Dynasty Warriors 8 Extreme Legends. Um, and about... No, like there's going to be two people who might listen to this who know what that is and they'll be really happy, but that makes me happy. And I thought to myself, oh, I need to free up some space on the SD card. And I deleted Animal Crossing because I have no desire to ever play it again. Oh, what well, you don't have it as a cartridge? No, no it's digital so you, download. Both my games I've got, I've only got Zelda and Pokemon Sword at the moment, but they're both cartridges. And I'm, I'm going to think I'm going to keep the cartridges because I quite like having the little cases line up in yeah. the office. That's why eventually I'm going to go for a PS5 disc because I just like having the discs. Yeah, I think I probably will go for disc when I eventually get one in 2024. Hmm. Hmm. The thing with discs is you can obviously sell them on later and you know hopefully get at least hmm. a percentage of your money back. You can, yeah. Having said yeah. that, I think... Um, that's the reason I did it with the Nintendo stuff because Nintendo games don't really go on sale and even used they're like three quid less yeah. than new. Wasn't wasn't it Xbox who tried to kill off the pre-owned market? Yeah. Yes, and then Sony did that presentation on stage where the head of Sony just handed a game to somebody else. <laughs> Remember that? That was I mean, good. I know I know the PS5 and this might backfire on me, but I know the PS5 is like shit in terms of stock. But let's be honest. The PS5 has beat the Xbox now in the console war, hasn't it? The PlayStation have beat Xbox. Yeah. They have again already, because the problem Xbox have done is Xbox have gone for what they're veiling as continuity across the systems. But in reality, it's just that it's launched a new box with no fucking games again. Mm. Mm. That's arrogant, isn't it? If you ask me, it's just arrogance on their part. And it's they the think Phil people Spencer's will pay like it. sitting in his fucking ivory tower, like tugging himself over the edge into fucking Major Nelson's mouth, wondering why they're not selling any units. Admiral Nelson, I oh, you know. We're no, British. It's Major Nelson, isn't it? No, the guy Xbox we're British is Major now. Nelson. We're British uh, now, yeah. and and it's with Brexit. It's Going Admiral Nelson that, to you, thank you. You know what you said about Eurogamer? Yeah. You're not even allowed on that anymore now since Brexit's due because it's Eurogamer. Yeah. Well, I'm on there. And you must be on a VPN. Probably, oh, I, I do feel a little bit hot, like I'm burning up. Like I'm I vampire. feel as though we, um, we do need to mention that this episode is sponsored by Dad Jokes because we've made about seven already. Have we? Yeah, definitely. I've not made one in almost a year of being a dad. I don't think I'm capable. <laughs> I don't think you're capable of humour any longer. No. All oh, the joy died in me. The minute that boy fell to the ground in the <laughs> hospital. You know, one of these days that kid's going to listen to this podcast. <laughs> and that's the day he starts therapy. <laughs> Hello, son. <laughs> Are you winning, son? I'll be honest, you came out and like you were ugly as fuck. But most babies are. Babies' heads are like mushed, aren't they, when they come I mean, out? Bless them. The worst of it, because I'm an old git now, so uh, all my friends have kids and that. And uh, they put pictures and videos up of them on like Facebook. I don't. I said, no, you don't. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. That's why I like you. That's why I'm still talking to you, because you don't. But I think when people put videos up of their kids doing the most mundane, boring, average, everyday things, like, I don't know, occasionally hitting some sort of musical instrument with rhythm, 
Do they genuinely think anyone's watched more than a second of that clip? Should have seen, should have seen me earlier on, right? He's, he's getting to a point. And if he does listen to this in the future, I do love him. Of course, I love you. But this morning, right, he was trying to crawl and he can't quite do it yet. And I looked down at him like that Skinner meme from The Simpsons, just pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. I know what's funny, the fact that you said that on The Simpsons will probably still be going by the time he's listening. Yeah. Oh, definitely. He'll see, he'll see that. He'll see that, that rerun on BBC. He'll see it on like BBC 17 and be like, huh, dad made that joke about me once. I think the only difference will be by the time Theo's old enough, um, Homer will have died and Bart will be head of the family. Possibly. Yeah, but shouldn't Homer already be like in his 80s anyway? Well, I don't know because the granddad was around for ages, wasn't he? He only went off about five years ago, didn't he? What, they actually killed him off? Yeah, he's not in it anymore. Get the fuck out of here. I've not no, watched an episode. I've not watched hey, an episode. You two in, in are so nubile. <laughs> I've not watched an episode in like 15 years oh, because yeah, right. it's just not funny at all. I watch it on Sky One every time I would normally be watching the news because there hasn't been actual news for a year. So I just sort of hide away from the same stuff every day. Holy shit, I've just Googled it. He is dead. Yeah, exactly. Abe really, Simpson. I find that really depressing. <laughs> I'm, I'm currently on Wiki Simpsons now. <laughs> Wiki Simpsons. Oh, did you see Julian Assange is now clinically insane, so can't be extradited to the States? See, that just reminds me of, um, that just reminds me of the Stephen Toast audiobook where he mm. teaches Julian Assange. He teaches him how to... How to act. He's not dead, is he? I mean, Toast, maybe. don't... I, I, look, I'm having a bad day. I've just found that Grandpa Simpson's died. He's just a fucking animated character. Don't tell me Toast is dead as well. No, Toast is still kicking strong. Um, Stu, are you going to tell us a story at any point? Or... No, I mean, I've, just how have your guys' weeks been? You know, New Year. Uh, Let's say, how's your New Year been? So, Most of... thus far, my New Year has consisted of... Watching quite a lot of Netflix, namely a thing called Bad Blood about the mafia in Montreal, which uh-huh. is very good, with the guy who played Tiger in Sons of Anarchy. Tig, yeah. Yeah, yeah Tig. I've, yeah, him. I have that all, I was going to say downloaded, but we can't promote downloaded. It's really good. Honestly, it's properly, like, well-written. The mafia in it are really good. There's sort of... Main character is really strong. I think you'll enjoy it. Two seasons on Netflix. It's doing well. Um, the I've Office played... is back on Netflix. I've been watching that. Yeah, it's, it came off and then it went on again, didn't it? Yeah. I think they've taken it off in America, though. They have. Yeah. Because... <laughs> Haha, America. Um, you've got bigger problems right now. <laughs> yes. Um. What else have I been doing? Oh, I've been getting back into Breath of the Wild and I finally figured out how to kill a guardian with my shield rough thing after having had it for six months. So that's gone well. Does Cyberpunk work yet or not? Um, There's been some updates. I must admit, I haven't played it for a couple of weeks because I've just been so back into Breath of the Wild. But there was a couple updates that came out and one made it a bit smoother um, and one was a slight, fixes some glitches and then i think they've announced that they're going to do two big patches going forwards in march and april but the overall answer is still no 
well, I, I played a lot of the story off the initial sort of euphoria of finally having had it. And then I went, you know what, until it's better, I'm just going to stop. Mm. Yeah, it's a problem, isn't it? I, th- I don't know. I don't know if the problem was hype. I don't know if the problem... I think we'll need a, to dedicate a whole episode to talking about it. I don't know if, if, if it was just the studio having a game that wasn't ready. but Well, from I'm the leaks, wait. it seems as though the developers pushed back and back and back and back saying, look, it's not ready. We're nowhere near ready. You've seen these famous memes online of all the NPCs just T-posing naked wherever you go. Have you seen this? Where they, they haven't figured out how to animate people properly, let alone... Yeah, I've whatever. seen the clips. <laughs> and you're just like, ah. Oh. But I think what happened is they pushed back and then because they realised that the new generation was coming out they worked really mm. hard on that and then all of a sudden in the last six months it sounded like they went oh fuck we still need to make it run on these old consoles and they didn't really bother hmm. i mean if sony are cancelling your game off the market then you know <sighs> shit's gone wrong right that was yeah that yeah. was difficult mm. that was difficult but no i mean is in the premise of it is is good the story is actually really really good and the side quests again like the witcher take you into a whole new story per side quest which is great the characters are really well done but there's a lot of stuff that takes away from the enjoyment of the game mm. um actually i don't think i've played it in 2021 no i haven't i've been reading as well what have i been reading i've been reading the second book of a trilogy about a young girl whose family are murdered and she becomes an assassin to wreak vengeance on the people that did it that's pretty good can't remember the name of it but oh well what about you steve uh reading um i've been reading driving test standards um uh practice book that's about it really oh famous um, it is it is it's a very popular book uh been reading that lately only at driving because well, nice Nothing else to do, is there? So, um, yeah, I've been reading that. I have been reading fiction for a few weeks, actually. Quite nice. No, and when I, see, when I say reading, I mean audible. Oh, okay. Uh, well, um, they re- they've, they've done a remake of The Stand, the Stephen King uh, post-apocalyptic tale. Oh, have they? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's not bad. It's, I think we're about four or five episodes in. That's not bad. It's decent. It's What's that on? Don't know. I always um, find just, just from the internet. Yes, I find them from the internet, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't go into details, I was probably in trouble. But um, yeah, I find them on the internet and um, it's five episodes in and it's not bad. Um, it's, it's a strange one because I've got Whoopi Goldberg playing Mother Abigail. And she's good though in anything, her, really. To her, to her credit, she's, she, her acting is brilliant. She's very well acted, but she doesn't look 109 years old by any stretch of the word, you know. So that sort of goes against it. Yeah. It's got, um, that's. Uh, the guy that played um, Pennywise the Clown's playing Randall Flagg. And he's only had the one scene so far, but he was pretty chilling in it and pretty good in it. Um, okay. Who else is in there? Um, the guy that played Superman in the TV show, young lad, I can't remember his name. He's playing the lead. And uh, I think I know who you mean. Uh, there's a few people in there. It's not bad. Christopher Reeve. That's, no, not Christopher Reeve. I think he's a bit dead. But, um, Isn't, didn't he fall off the back of a horse and then was, yeah yeah uh yeah so you've got some good people in i've been following that recently um 
obviously everything is a come down from Mandalorian. Let's be honest there. Oh, to be honest, oh, yeah. Oh, I think good. although it was very fan serving, God did it do well at doing it, right? I don't care if it's fan serving because I still got off. So <laughs> Well, fan serving or not, they had a forty one year old man sitting about two feet or two inches from the TV screen the mm. minute that X Wing showed up. Um, you know, like a little yeah, little... I distinctly remember shuffling Fords on the sofa. Do you? Mm. I actually literally did it. I was like, no, 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 fuck no. yes. Was I had that. Forwards. There was two inches from the screen, you know, like a little bloody child sitting cross. I had that excited kind of building up in my stomach when I saw the X Wing. I was like, no. And it just came up. And when I saw the green, and I know a lot of people online were like, oh, it's Ezra. It's not Ezra, is it? <laughs> it's fucking Ezra. Because if they put Ezra in there, and Ezra is cool. They would have popped about ten people, but you put yeah. Luke Skywalker in, you pop millions. So, would you? Were you slightly hoping for a purple glow rather than a green one? No, no, no he's dead. No, 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 he's not dead. Oh fuck off! Come on, electrocuted and thrown out of a window with a missing hand. Yeah, I think he's fucked. Let's be honest. I've actually, I've actually recently rewatched the prequel trilogies. Um, <laughs> we're going through all the Star Wars films in order. I watched Solo last night. That was quite good. I, I watched Solo really recently. Solo. I think it's excellent. Mm. I wouldn't call it excellent. It's, it's all right. If you take it as a standalone film, you're like, oh, that's really good. No, I, I think if you take it as a <clears throat> film, <clears throat> Newcastle Brown Ale's trying to kill me. The young lad um, playing Han just isn't Harrison Ford. That's the main... Yes, but, but that's that's the thing. That's the thing. Harrison Ford didn't want to be Han Solo, so why shouldn't someone else have a go? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I think he did very well at doing the traits, which was fine. That's all we wanted. Yeah. I have to admit, at times I did think that he tried a little bit too hard because at the beginning of the film, he kept doing that finger up thing that Han Solo did once. Like he kept doing it at the beginning of the film. Um, and I thought that was a bit like... There's a lovely but I- video on the YouTube called Harrison Ford in Solo, A Star Wars Story Deep Fake. And I'd watch that if they'd done a full film. But I'm not going to watch the other one, to be honest. But yeah. I thought it was good. I thought it was good. But the prequel films, sorry, we're going off sidetrack. Um, and listeners, trust us, in May of this year, we shall be doing a whole month of Star Wars episodes. May so, the force be forced upon you in May is what we're going to call it. Yeah. Um, may but, the force but, be down your throat. But yeah, uh, the point I'm trying to make is that Mace, Mace Windu's dead. He's never coming back. Get Honestly, I've, I've read so much. I'm about to say it. I've read so much Reddit that's convinced uh, me that he's alive. Isn't there? Wasn't there rumblings about him being in Mandalorian in season three? Yeah. The the problem is with Star Wars is with Boba Fett with the Emperor. They, they've essentially said that anyone who's popular with the fans isn't necessarily dead if we can convince you to take money from us. So it's simple as that. But I know. Fair enough. I mean, to be fair, I have only ever watched the original trilogy once the McGregor ones I mean, to be fair i want to watch it again because having watched clone wars has really given me a taste mm. for those characters again and i really oh, like them i finished the clone wars because I, I watched season seven and then i went back and watched all the stuff i'd not seen because i wasn't a child when it was on and <laughs> the clone wars is actually really really good i think I'm, so Star season, wars I'm like nearly at the end of season two in clone wars it's it and gets it's so much better so good yeah <laughs> I'm going to watch Clone Wars, then Rebels, then I'm going to watch the old trilogy, then the first, but new ones, then the new ones. 
the problem I have with Star Wars fans is you get some fans that literally like the first movie, Empire, and maybe Rogue One. And I think, well, come on, it's like all these different films, all these different books and stuff and that, and you only like like two or three films. Like, how big a fan are you? Seriously. True, but have you, ooh, have you seen with Rogue One? They're doing a series on their pilot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the series that nobody asked for. Yeah, but that's good. I think what they're doing is they're trying to get these really good character-driven shows that are just in a Star Wars world, and that's going to work mm. for a load of people that love these gritty things. Well, I think the biggest... Well, there's two biggest mistakes I think um, start the Disney people made. is One, they waited too long to do these new films, and therefore all the actors got a bit old. You know, uh, and two, they didn't really... They seemed to think Star Wars was as a commodity something that people held dear, um, paramountly dear, so endeavouringly dear. And they, and they didn't. A lot of time, fans liked certain films. The prequels were were not were slated badly. They were not held in very high regard. Understandably so. They're decent yeah. films still. No, they're not. Just, I, I, in I, comparison, they're shit. They're average. Phantom Menace is okay. Having rewatched them like last week, Phantom Menace is fine. Lukey Brown is genuinely trying to kill me. Um... Revenge of the Sith is actually quite a good film. The last told. Odd minute, last thirty odd minutes. Yeah, um, but Attack of the Clones is, I genuinely do believe, one of the worst films I've ever watched it's, in my it, life. It's got a lot of just uh, in it, hasn't it? There, there's mm. a wonderful bit where they're all in some like fucking arena or something. Like, like, yeah, yeah. CGI creatures everywhere, and they're all tied up to like a tree, and they're going to get executed or some shit. I don't, know, I don't know what's going on. It's a bit weird. But Christopher Lee turns up, and everyone stops. And it's almost like they're stopping to watch an actual actor deliver some dialogue and deliver it convincingly because no one's managed to do that yet. I think, uh, do you think Ewan McGregor is decent in them? The first yeah. film he walks around going, yes, master. Yes, master. I agree, master. That's true, master. He doesn't do anything in the first film. Second film perks up a little bit. In the third film, he's doing the very best he can with what he's got, which isn't very much. And it's such you a and Mucky, You and Mucky McGregor. I think other than, and I'm going to leave Samuel L. Jackson out of this, and I know people will shout, but other than ah. Ian McDermott, yeah. Ewan McGregor is the only P person who comes out of those prequel films looking good. Yeah. Natalie Portman couldn't get work after that, after those no. films. People thought she couldn't act. Because she can't. Mm. Um, but Ewan McGregor, like you can yeah, see... She, she can't act. She's just fucking extraordinarily beautiful. He, well, she, she'd done a few acting pieces. She was very good in Black Swan, actually. That was a very yeah. good film. And she had that one with Susan Sarandon and her on the road and that, and they're trying to become actors or something. Come on, it's cool. But that was a good little piece. But she could, she could act and she could do a decent part, but those films were so bad that people thought she couldn't act and she couldn't get work for a long time. Same with Daisy Ridley. No one wants to hire her now because people think she's a bit shit because of those films. But that was the first thing she did. <laughs> so, mm. Well, actually, she did appear briefly in an episode of Toast of London. Stephen Toast. Yeah. Well, no, like, they should at least like, give her a Harry, chance in like a Netflix thing. Ewan uh, McGregor was was doing his like he you could sell he was enjoying working on those films. Like even when you Hello Master in the beginning, he's enjoying the films. Ian McDermott just enjoys the fuck out of them. Oh yeah, yeah, he's yeah. having fun. But everyone else, I mean, I know it's a horrible thing to say, but it looks like Samuel L. Jackson is literally just collecting the paycheck. It's just every line he delivers is so. Yeah. Yeah, as well, Master Yoda. But like, it's just not really enjoying himself. But no. Ewan McGregor, you know he's having the time of his life. Yeah. And look at what Disney have put him through to give him the series that he wants to make. They made <laughs> him do 
so much shit to give him that one series. It's it's a grown man working his bollocks off to get nothing back. Well, I think that will be very good when it does come out, won't oh, it? Oh, and can I just say in Solo, actually, that Han shot first. Fucking yes, of course. At the end of the film, he shoots first because in the originals, he shot first. He learned the lesson from Beckett. He learned his lesson from his mentor that you can't trust anyone. So in the cantina, he shoots first. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. And you know what? Talking about dividing fandoms, there was another sci-fi fandom that was absolutely ripped apart this week, wasn't there? Doctor Who? Yes, I did hear something funny about that. (laughs) Yes, yeah, uh, she. The ratings came in for the New Year's special, which was a fair episode. It wasn't bad. It was the best episode they could put out with the people involved that they've got. And the ratings come in, and they were pretty bad. And a few days later, rumours are circulating that she's quit. And um, the BBC have given a um, well, they've given that sort of, uh, we refuse to comment on the rumours that Jodie Whittaker has quit Doctor Who, which is like basically saying, yes, yes. They haven't given her the payoff yet, that's all it is. Yeah, but um, she absolutely should. Well, it, it's the thing. Uh, so you don't think she's bad, but I think she's bad at being Doctor Who. Yeah, the argument is, of course, that you could lay the blame at the producer. Um, uh, you know, you could lay the blame at him. But at the end of the hour, I look and think the captain has to go down with the ship and... The blame has to lay somewhere at her feet. She hasn't been very good at this, you know. And it's, it's very easy for everyone to crow on about SJW this and woke this and gender politics this and all that. And that does my bloody brain. In, I'm behind all that. As long as you're putting people of quality into positions and not just doing it because they tick a certain box. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> that, that's, that's my stance on it. That's, to me, that's completely immaterial. It's, at the end of the day, the quality of the show has to come first. Mm. And she hasn't been very good at this. You know, she's been very, very lame. She has not at one time given a good episode that you can say, well, she was really on bleak with that, really good at that. You know, she's always put together a very piss poor performance, if I'm honest. And um, the writing's been weak as piss. Um, the best actor in it has been a fucking game show host, for Christ's sake. Who's that? You know, I'm not being funny. And, and I like uh, Bradley Walsh. She's very oh, good. Oh, it's him. It. I didn't even know he was in it. Yeah, it's, it's Bradley Walsh. You know, the, the one who everyone assumes is Bradley You know, Walsh. I've not watched it since Tennant left. Well, you've you, you missed you've missed a fair bit there, actually, a good five years worth. But yeah, it, I have. It nosedived with her, to be honest. And um, it's really oh no, I'm sorry, I'm lying. Matt was in it, wasn't he? Afterwards, yeah, yeah, it, it was all right. Um, everybody wants to lay the blame at you know. You get all these people online that are claiming that oh well, people didn't want to watch it because uh, science fiction fans aren't open minded, and uh, it was a woman in the role and they can't handle that. And it's like well, science fiction's generally always been very open minded and very accessible, so. Mm. That always blew my mind hearing that one you know we've had female heroes in fiction and in science fiction endlessly over the years but uh she just completely she was just horrible at it you know and um ignoring that she she slagged off the fans a number of times you know and the classic show a number of times you know the show that's giving her a living right now you know so that's really that didn't that rubbed everyone the wrong way and uh just absolutely no absolutely bad telly you know, for two years, for two or three years, thanks to her, you know. And I get the fact that it's COVID and it's hard to make TV shows now and that, but it also look at it and think, New Year's Day, nobody could go out. Nobody could go entertain or party or whatever, you know. Everyone was forced to stay in. And it still draw the lowest rated um, special they've ever had. So that just mm. tells me that she's to blame at the end of the day. Well, it just gives me hope that 
the new James Bond. Have you seen what these woke cunts are going to do now for the latest James Bond? Oh, Bond God. is going to be played by a bottle of hand sanitizer in a tuxedo. Sounds good. Yeah. yeah. I think that makes sense, right? Oh, wait. oh well. Uh... It's in keeping with the themes of the current circumstance. The thing is, Bond pulls a lot of chicks. and Is that a good thing in these days? Or are we allowed to pull chicks anymore? Are we allowed, are we allowed, to, are we allowed to sort of... We're, I don't know. Is... is Bond going to be allowed to drink? I just, can he gamble? Can he gamble? Or can he shoot a gun? It, it, it's the next Bond. Just going to be James Bond. Just, just I want to. I want to get everyone to hate me as well online <laughs> because I want to quickly go back. <laughs> we to do Doctor anyway, Who. don't we? <laughs> no, I, just, I saw the I, other day that you tweeted something about. Uh, what did you say about your son? It's really horrific, but funny at the same time. <laughs> Right, while you're trying to remember what that was, <laughs> I, I see that Chris Marshall um, is kind of lined up. He's somebody that's been lined up for Doctor Who for years, and I don't watch Doctor Who, so I don't get an opinion, according to the fans. Who's Chris, Mar- Chris Marshall? Chris Marshall has uh, the been BT like... Ads, the young lad yeah, from BT ads. And my he's, he's, been, he's been lined up for a long time, actually. He's, he's a, and I'm looking at the names now for the odds, and you've got things like... Um, oh, what, the guy from... Oh, fuck... Really? From my family. Yeah, you've got... But he's been lined up. He's been linked to the role since Tennant left for Christ. He's probably not that young anymore either. Chris Chris was born... Oh, mate. He's old, basically. He's... (laughs) uh, He was born in 73. 47. So So you've got... But I'm just talking about the. I'm talking about some of the other people. There's like a Friday night dinners. Tom Rosenthal, a Happy Valley James Norton, um, Fleabag creator Phoebe Waller-Bridge. She was actually in Solo, she, wasn't she? You know, she's um, written some very big things. She she's a yeah, big, yeah. big um, script writer. She did Killing Eve, didn't she? Killing Eve um, is amazing. And you've got Tilda Swinton. Goodness God, if they get Tilda Swinton, now the, that would be a woman who would be great for the role. <laughs> and now I'm going to say the thing, Natalie Dormer, for goodness sake. You know who um, I think should be. I'm going to say that. I'm going to no, because I'm going to say the thing that's going to get me hated now, and then everyone can get on with it. All right, fine. I think Alex, you touched on it earlier on, like with a role like Doctor Who, with a fan base which has gone back such a long time. You, you have to, to a degree, you have to keep the fans happy. Look to what happened with Solo. That yeah. bombed in the cinema because people didn't want to see it. And look what happened with the sequel films. As soon as Last Jedi hit and everyone was unhappy, The Last Jedi didn't do as well in the cinemas. So you always, you have to find the balance between appeasing new fans and keeping the old fans happy. They decided to step in with an actress and Jodie Whittaker is very good in the role she's been in. She was not right for Doctor Who. I think they saw her and thought, oh, she can be a bit weird and she can do a funny accent and she can kind of (laughs) wink at the camera. It was wrong. Was she the best person for the job? No, probably not. Would someone like Tilda Swinton be good for the job? Yes. Yes, she would. So anyone who would... um, the Hollywood lady who's really, really weird. If you Google it, uh, you know bought, exactly who she queen. is. Yeah. Like this, and this will obviously. Ah, oh, well, she'd know, be excellent. People, people yeah. won't listen to me when I say this next bit. You know, because they'll already be upset Catherine. with me. Yeah, Catherine. Swinton. Catherine Matilda. That's Swinton. nice, isn't it? But yeah, people aren't going to listen to this bit I say, because they'll always be angry at the first bit I said. But there is nothing wrong with a woman being Doctor Who. There's nothing no, wrong with no, of course not. Doctor Who. But it's the actor who plays that person. Jodie Whittaker, 
from the one episode I watched, I found her awkward. I found her trying too hard. There are people, there are female actresses out there who would have done a much better job. Maxine Peake and Natalie Dormer are both eight to one on the bookies odds. And I can tell you from what I know of their acting, they would have been quite good in the role. I can't see Natalie Dormer as it because Natalie Dormer is... And as more, she's a bit more of a serious actor, I think. And it's and it's interesting because the fan base is now being completely divided. You've got yeah. people who are who have only jumped on the series since they cast a woman because it was. And I'm going to say it as it is. People are going to shout at me. The BBC cast a woman as Doctor Who, and everyone went, "Wow, that makes the pay gap better." Um, you know, and they <laughs> yeah, were, they did. <laughs> that so makes good. up for that makes up for Gary Lineker getting paid like yeah, six went, times more than Gabby Logan. Shut Gabby yeah. up. <laughs> shut up Gabby Logan we've got a female Doctor Who now it doesn't matter that uh, Gary Lineker makes five times as much as you Um, but they did it because it was reactionary (laughs) to what was going on in the world and it upset a lot of the fan base wrongly because like I've said there's nothing wrong with a woman being Doctor Who but if they were going to make that decision they should have taken a little bit more time maybe put another man in the role temporarily while taking a few years to look for a woman who would have been better in that role. Because unfortunately for Jodie Whittaker now, as we're seeing in the social media backlash, she's upset a load of people. Yeah, yeah, well... And that's unfair on her. She took the job because she's an actress and she thought she could do a good job. It's not her fault that the writing was shit and the storylines were shit. Who from Doctor Who has gone on to do good stuff apart from Tennant? Uh, Paul McGann was a well-known actor. Yeah, what, but, what's yeah, Matt's surname? Paul McGann didn't do a lot, did he? Well, I mean, um, he was already a name, a, a sort of nameish actor anyway. I like Paul McGann. I think Paul yeah. McGann is great. Um, he could have been sharp. He could, he could have been, been sharp. Famously, he could have been sharp. You know what I was about to say before you two said that? I went, when are we going to do a fucking episode on sharp? <laughs> <laughs> have you seen him doing sharp in the Yorkshire Tea adverts? Yeah, it's great, isn't it? He's actually incredible. I should, pro- I, I'm pro- I should probably stop talking now because so many people are like, well, our six viewers are going to be so angry at me because they're going, oh, you're such a sexist pig. No, I'm not. No, if you listened, I actually said a woman would be good in the role. This but takes I me think back. Jodie Whittaker was not served well by the writing. She yeah. was put into the role unfairly, too quickly. And yeah. If I could cast the next Doctor, I would go with Jemima Rupert. She's a woman. And none of you have no idea who the fuck. You know who I would go with? (laughs) A man from my hometown. Oh, fuck. Who went to St. Joseph's College. I know what you're going to say, and I think you're 100% right. Master Richard Iowardi. Oh, yes. Hello. I tell you who I think would be good. He would kill at it. Have you seen him doing the Crystal Maze? He shits on that bald man. The thing is, again, this isn't a slant and please don't take it away and if we have to edit this out i totally understand but i think the next doctor will probably be a uh, person of color and uh i think he would be amazing to be honest mm. i think do you think they'll it, do that just because they want to do that or do you think they'll do it because i think it's uh, a good actor i think they, they, to be honest, they i don't think the the B- because they if i'm honest do i don't see i don't think the bbc see color i think they're pretty damn good at this choosing mm. good people for good things. And Jodie Whittaker was unlucky because she just was, as you say, shoved in a little bit too early. And I think the problem they had wasn't necessarily bad casting. It was... It was bad writing. As, 
bad writing and as Stuart alluded to earlier it was an audience that was unprepared for such a vast change exactly exactly I don't know that they were I think I think the thing is is the theory was was you could fuck off the old Doctor Who audience and bring in a load of feminist audience you've only got to look at the ratings to see that they didn't stick around anyway the audience that praise her on Twitter and that and say she's wonderful don't watch anyhow they just want a woman in the role because they want a woman in everything so that's the problem there, you know, is mm. you've got an audience that isn't watching anyway, or they're watching only in, the, only in a few numbers, where you've, you've pissed off so many old classic Doctor Who fans who don't want to watch because this girl's not very good, and the audience you've brought in is either too few or don't care. That's what I think. I t- Haven't I most you, of I... the Doctor Who fans now got so old they just watch Country File now? <laughs> no, because the, the whole thing with Doctor Who... <laughs> Was Russell T. Davies one of my favourite uh, favourite producers in the show? Even yeah. though a lot of people hated him because he was very um, he's very bold and his version of Doctor Who didn't sit well with everyone. But when he was asked about episodes um, that uh, he wrote that people didn't like, he said that the fans would just watch them fifty times instead of a hundred, and that's exactly the truth for Doctor Who. Yeah, he's right, you know. He is, he's right because there's episodes I don't like, but I'll still watch them because they're Doctor Who. So. Mm. And I, I would love Russell D. Davis to come back right now and save this fucking show because that Chris Chibnall fella has fucked us in the arse. You know. Still dripping out the back of you, isn't he? Uh, well, the worst of it is uh, about 20 odd, about, well, fucking more than 20, about 40 odd years back or 30 odd years back, he went on one of those talk shows. Uh, I think it was Points of View, one of those TV shows where they talk oh, yeah. about um, TV shows. And he actually, as president of the Doctor Who Appreciation Society, or the Virgin Club as we know it, you know, he actually went on TV and basically slagged off the show in front of the producers and writers of the episode. Oh. You think, oh, okay, um, fair enough. That's... Don't you wish Peter Dinklage had done that in front of fucking Twat and Twathead? God, honestly. Um, it always comes back to Game of Thrones of us, doesn't it? <laughs> and that last season <laughs> and how disillusioned and disappointed. I was watching someone the other day doing a, 10, a top 10 fantasy reads, as in... Yeah up till now for his 2020 and he said like when he got to game of thrones i think he had it like in his top five and he said the tv show was so good yeah until the last two seasons and not even the game of thrones geeks rewatch it anymore because they just know what's coming i can watch everything up to about the first four basically the minute lord tywin dies I kind of find myself thinking... Uh, really? No, I quite like the two seasons where Tyrion and Cersei kind of, like, duke it out. I don't know. I can watch... Everything's perfect up till there. And then the it starts to take a little dip in quality. And towards the end, it's like some sort of fucking CBBC show or something with blood. Two people, by the way, anyone who wants to hate me. Gwendolyn uh, Christie from Game of Thrones could play a really cool, quite a stiff Doctor Who. Do you know what I mean? Quite authoritative. Who's Gwendolyn Christie? Um, you know, uh, Brianna Tarth. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Show, she's also got incredible comic timing. No, but the timing. problem is um, she's taller than a Dalek. Yeah. She's punch in the face, mate. And then Catherine Parkinson from IT Crowd. She'd Ooh, yeah. be, because, I'll again, she's what, got fantastic comic I saw comic her timing. on the most recent season of Taskmaster, and fuck, she's really funny. Yeah, and she's um, she's done some really, 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 like, dramatic shows as well. You know she's like, currently treading the boards. Yeah, and so she's actually got the the acting talent mm. to play some of the more darker storylines, as well as we know she's got the the comedy chops to to cover that side of Doctor Who as well. 
it's a tricky role to master. Don't hate me. If you're casting a woman, because if you cast one that's very good looking, you're going to get sort of you're going to get sort of chastised with the oh yeah, well we know why she got a job, don't we? <laughs> you know. But if you cast a woman who's a bit bitchy, like Jodie Whittaker, then you get labelled the Karen. You know. Mm. And so and, that, and, and well, and that's what I mean. Yeah. That's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to say about Jodie Whittaker was that. I think, like Alex said, if if the fans had been eased in to the changes that had been brought to Doctor Who, there is nothing wrong with a female Doctor Who as an alien, for fuck's sake. Like, there's nothing wrong with that as a concept. But the fans were so used to it being a man and a man who is white. Mm. I think had they done that softer and had they made sure the writing was some fantastic episodes, Jodie Whittaker would have been a success but unfortunately she was let down. She was thrown in off the deep end to cover up for Gabby Logan. She was thrown in off the deep end and given really bad episodes. Again, I didn't watch them, but I've followed them a lot. And she was given bad episodes, bad writing. She did a good job, I think, with what she was given, but it's probably right for her to step down. Otherwise, she will affect her career going forward. (laughs) Excuse me. Oh, well, that's in the recording. Oh, well, it's COVID for you. But why not just give people what they want and just give people something like that? Because it's gone over very well, as you can tell with Mandalorian. No one stopped talking about anything but that Luke Skywalker moment. Mm. I want to just keep going. Then again, we had the Ahsoka Tana moment as well, didn't we? Which was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Ahsoka Tana was quite good too. I'm looking forward to her spin-off. You could do a lot with that. Mm. Yeah. Because if that's, I guess that's set around the same period, so you can have the big Jedi stuff in her show. You could, you could sneak Ezra onto TV. You know how yeah. I thought it was going to be though for a while, and it it lines up canonically. Yes. Cal Kestis. Yes, the little autistic lad. Yeah, the little probably... autistic ginger bastard. <laughs> Edit that bit out. That probably come across right wrong. But, um, yes, the the lad from the video game. Obviously, he's got no soul, according to Eric Cartman. So could he? The guy, the in... guy, we eyes too close together. Um, yeah, yeah, edit that out. Um, I still haven't finished that game, actually. <laughs> Should we I... just edit the cold caustic stuff out and start again? No, it was all in jest. If you can't <laughs> laugh about something, you can't laugh about anything. I got a feeling that he. <laughs> Now, I've got a feeling that he's probably going to be relegated to kind of that weird thing between canon and non-canon, where he'll just never appear in anything other again. So he's down the back of the Star Wars sofa. Yeah, and then in about 30 years' time, they'll be like, oh, remember Cal- remember that game? Well, apparently they're doing Fallen Order 2, aren't they? Yeah, I thought it was a good game. Um, I've, I'm up to, like, first couple of levels, and I'm, I think it's great. The only thing that bothers me more and more with the expanding Star Wars universe is there was something romantic and beautiful about every single Jedi being killed other than Obi-Wan and Yoda. But now we learn that there's about 50,000 of them still alive. So don't worry about it. <laughs> like, there's yeah, so many. Say, I think we say that, but I think the true powerful Jedi, the Silos in the Indies too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Cal know. Kestis, he couldn't get anywhere near Obi, let alone Yoda. No, I mean, that, that boss fight against Darth Vader was fantastic because you genuinely thought, well... Mm. I've watched someone play all the way through it before, which just playing it myself is different, isn't it? But I thought the... Um, what's she called? Like the seventh sister or whatever? She, bloody... What's the name of the Inquisitor woman who he fights throughout the game? Oh, there is one of the sisters. I can't think because they're also in Rebels. Um, but she's really good. Like, she's great. Ninth sister. Yeah, it's all the sisters. It is. It is the Inquisitors, isn't it? Second sister. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, cool. But we don't want to get into Star Wars territory now. Um, that's it. That's all you're going to get this week. Yeah. Looks like we've all had a fun week. We have all had yeah. a fun week. Okay. Well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that how we end things now? Is it? Yeah. yeah. We end things with the sound of a man you know who's what? masturbated too much and there's nothing left when, to shoot at the end of his penis. When, <laughs> when let's hope the news gets better in, in the world and then maybe we'll have more excitement. But, you know. We do have lots planned for you children once we're allowed to. Yeah. You just wait.